0: Welcome to Oral Fixation. My name is Andy, and this fortnight, Drew and I are joined by Jared Richards, a cultural critic and writer for The Enemy, The Guardian, and more. We're discussing the album Carrie and Lowell by Suffian Stevens, released on Asthmatic Kitty in 2015. Any audio samples you hear in this episode are entirely for the purposes of review and critique. We hope you enjoy. Today, (laughs) we want to welcome Jared Richards. Is that your full name or is there a different name that we've got going on? No,
1: that's my full name. I mean, technically, there's a James in the middle. We want a James in there. It's JJR.
2: I stand a Jared because um, not many people realise this, but David Bowie Bowie's character in Labyrinth, um, the Goblin King, is Jared.
1: That's good to know because all the famous Jareds are evil. Jared Kushner, Jared Fogel, and Jared Leto.
2: Jared Padalecki, though. Shout out to Jared that's Padalecki. That's true. He's hot. Yeah. Uh, so therefore, gonna... can't be evil. That's... <laughs> that, yeah, that's the rule. <laughs> that is
1: the rule.
0: And maybe one day your crotch will be immortalized in a fantasy film.
1: One can only hope. Mm. Fingers crossed.
0: Um, you are a Sydney-based writer for iconic publications, including The Guardian, Enemy, The Big Issue, Junkie, and more. Bitch, she's published.
1: <laughs>
0: um, so I have actually been across your writing for a couple of years. Mostly, I will have to say, from the iconic Drag Race recaps. Um, but I was browsing your CV earlier, and there's just some um, there's some titles of articles that Jared has written that are um, top shelf oral fixation fodder, and they're as follows. Go on. The Many Minogues, <laughs> colon. An examination of Kylie's obsession with cloning herself. More on that later, okay. maybe. Yeah. Charlie Xx's queer male fans need to do better.
2: Right. Coming. Charlie Xx coming soon. Absolutely to the pod. coming soon. Gay yeah, rights.
0: Yeah. Taylor Swift, you need to calm down because Pride isn't about straight people. I love that episode. <laughs>
2: coming probably never to the pod. Sorry, Swifties.
0: My favorite coming up. <laughs> Just hear me out. Alice DJ's "Better Off Alone" is the best song of all time. Fair. Jared, discuss. Um,
1: I mean, you can give me the clicks. Just go to com for that one. I get paid for every click. Great. Click, click away, okay. please, listeners. Um, yeah. You mostly just reference lots of articles that I got a lot of hate for it. Oh! Yeah. No hate in this room. Yeah, no, clearly. But
2: also, no, no um, fear of controversy in this room either. Mm. You know, let those bitches talk. Yeah. What was the. What was the um, Well, Kelly XCX
1: didn't like the article that <gasps> Oh, she read it. Yeah. Or like, I don't know if she read it. Had I team think read it? <laughs> <laughs> I think somebody near her read it. Right. Um, Or maybe the stand base kind of like got angry and then so she...
0: And inaccurately digested it maybe? Yeah.
1: Or? I feel like I was right and she was wrong. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well. Um, yeah. And then Taylor Swift. I got like lots of... What death, did Taylor but... think? <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Thank God she didn't read it because otherwise she would have like sent you know a thousand million fans oh, no you're no. actually a brave you're brave going into that frontier that sphere i honestly don't think i'll ever write about taylor swift ever again after that experience really it just doesn't matter enough yeah work <laughs> <laughs> and now i've said that on a podcast so that's a shame. and we're not um, redact fact uh, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> checkers please no. editors please
2: um, um delete that
0: but Suffian Stevens. the topic of today's episode, has been in the oral fixation ether since we first started laying out who we wanted to talk about y- over two years ago. You're not
2: wrong. He was in the Google Doc, the Google Drive. He was in the Google Drive. <laughs> Shout out to Peachy from
0: the Florence episode, um, thinking I'm Adele or something. <laughs> um, but I'm not speaking for Drew. <laughs> I'm not from sorry. London. I'm from Coventry. Sorry, sorry, anyway. Coventry <laughs> I personally have have danced around the topic because, um, as we will explore further later, Sufyan has never, to my knowledge, explicitly self-identified as queer. Yet, more than any other artist, I think, in comparison, we all kind of know that he, he is, through like clues and breadcrumbs. Well, you say that, though. I've
2: mentioned... I think, first of all, we need to make the point that we this is not an exercise in, like, no, Stevens God, knows. no, 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 no. Um, it's all conjecture. But also, I mentioned that we were talking about Stephen Stevens to some friends, and they were like, "Oh, is he gay? Interesting." But okay. all of them were, I would, I, I think they were all straight, so maybe not kind of. As queer right. people, we, we get to choose our family, but we also get to, we just have a bit of a more like a tune spidey sense mm. when it comes to right. queerness. And
0: that's probably what I was trying to say when I was like, there's a reason that we haven't done him two years right. in. And then when I saw Jared's amazing article on the 15 songs that...
1: Uh, like essential tracks, Essential. Yeah. 15 songs I like. Yes. This yeah. is... I was like,
0: I knew Jared was in Sydney or at least Australia. Sufyan Tick, we need an expert for this conversation. Yes. We need to go deep. I'd love to go deep into Sufyan Stevens. Mm. Grab the solo. Puppies. But if there's two other people there, that's Hops. fine as well.
2: He's fuckable.
1: He's he is hot and therefore good. <laughs> <laughs> <As> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. It's the it's the Jared Padalecki
2: um, rule. Yes. Mm.
1: I don't know any other Sufians, so I don't know if any of them are evil. Well, it, where's his name from? This is Lamy. It's, it's, it, it's Persian. Persian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. It's a pre Islam name. Got it. Yeah, it was on the week I was on the Wikipedia. And, oh, nice. you the basic oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Well I'm glad that you're here. Yeah. <laughs> 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 An expert. What's his name? Where's his name from again? Who is it? <laughs> um So
0: Jared, what's your what's your history with Sophia and Wh- where did you come to him?
1: we um. <laughs> <laughs> Where on the doll? <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening to him for a long time. I think my first experiences with him. Were VR, a very cool girl that I was friends with in high school. Emma. She had a DSLR. She would take lots of photos. She had a fringe. I know her. To. Yeah, we, we all know, know an shout Emma. Shout out to yeah. Emma.
0: Yeah.
2: Shout out to the Emmas that made
1: us.
0: Yeah. Yes. You know. Our Emmas would have had a MySpace. <laughs> yeah. Yours would have had a Bebo. <laughs> <laughs> Mine had an abacus.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yours anyway. definitely had an Instagram or yeah. a Tumblr. No, 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 she definitely had a MySpace and okay, then a fine. Tumblr. Yeah. Um. But yeah, she was really into like Modest Mouse. I mm-hmm. um, feel like maybe I'm imagining it, but let's just pretend that this is fact. Maybe like a mixtape or at least like sent me some Love songs. Her. Yeah.
2: Um, it's very, and even that is very kind of like, I don't want to reduce this to that, but it's very OC. It was very that. Well, well
1: I actually realized while you're talking then, I completely lied. What you My wondering? experience of Sufjan was via the OC yeah. soundtrack. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why I'm getting mixtape. That's where I was getting yes. from. So we would like share CDs back and forth. Mm-hmm. I had the OC one and the OC three, which and was, it was the Christmas car. Oh, wait, then was it she, four? She he's on four, and she had four. Oh, she had four. So she lent you four. Yeah, Emma lent me four. Because the
2: song is used in the third season of the OC. It's for the windows of paradise. Is that the name of the song?
1: No, it's um to be alone to be alone with you.
2: Oh, well, yeah. there's, there's another Sufjan song used at like a character's funeral, Johnny. Right. Spoilers for the OC. This is the
0: second time that we've explored the OC yes. into this level. Yeah, yeah. taste so making. Yeah. Um, so you had a really again. really cool friend. She introduced you to Sephium.
1: Yes, uh, but I feel like I kind of just knew his beginning like indie folk stuff, and it wasn't until 2010 when the um, 20, sorry, 2010 when the Age of Odds came out that I got really into him. Mm. Um, just like that kind of electro fantasy thing that he was doing I like got fully into it. I saw him live like three times I think during that era like these big like um angel wings yes. were all neon uh, Was that part of Sydney Festival? Yeah, yeah it was like 2010 I think Yeah Yeah Um I got like super into it I was studying for the HSC at that time Yeah which was like the final year of school here I remember writing my essays on Hamlet again and again and again and just listening to I want to be well by Sufjan and Impossible Soul and thinking, like, I can get through this. Oh, right. And I did. And now I'm here. Wow! Yeah.
2: Did um, Sufjan's music in any way kind of inform your reckoning of self in terms of your identity, like, identifying as
1: queer? No. <laughs> Great. Next, next. No. No. Um, I mean... Not actively. I don't think in terms of coming out. No, mm. that was like a separate journey. More kind of like Lady Gaga helped with that one. Oh, yes. Yeah. yes. Um, You're ringing bells with I've hotel. heard of her. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys should do an episode on <laughs> her. Yeah. Maybe, maybe two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I think that uh, Sufjan and queerness came about, to me at least, during my uni days in more of like a... Ugh, Intellectual way, mm. right? I guess. Mm.
0: That yeah. makes
2: sense. No. Yeah. Mm. How mm. about you, Andy? What's your Sufjan tease?
0: It's this album. So this album really? is mm. my special okay. album. Carrie and Lowell, 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 Lowell. 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 <laughs> Lowell. Um, Which is his stepdad, randomly, right? Yeah, mm. I I was aware of Sufjan for for years before this, but maybe the music that I'd heard it was pre the album that you just mentioned, The Age of Odds. Odds. Um, maybe. I it, I wasn't ready for it at that time, or maybe I just found it a bit inaccessible, so people shared it with me and I wasn't vibing it. Now, when Carrie and Lowell came out, um, it was obviously getting so much buzz because people were talking about how this was his masterpiece, his best piece of work, but specifically about how it's... Um, a journey through the grief of losing his mum. At least, it, or was it stepdad as well? Was it two parents, or was it mostly his mum?
1: It's just his mum. Yeah. So, uh, Karen Lau is all about him looking back at his relationship with his mum, who uh, was a schizophrenic, uh, alcoholic, had a lot of issues, and abandoned him and his family when he was just one. Mm. Um, and then, very she, complicated family history. Yeah, yeah. And then she remarried to Lau who is his stepdad. Um, Lau is still alive. He actually co-founded the record label that Sufjan makes all of his music on and releases it on, Asthmatic Kitty. And they just released an album together. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. That was like a COVID project for them, wasn't it? Yeah. So like Lau is a very important figure in his life, but the album is mostly about Carrie and his reckoning with her death later in life of cancer in 2012. It's incredibly sad. It's an incredibly
0: sad album. And after hearing that kind of description, it makes, it's making me question why it was so appealing to me before listening to it. But I have always loved anything about a journey, um, catharsis, mm. um, kind of exercising your emotions through your art, which is particularly interesting because, um, well, at that time I was also kind of going through that with um, one of Bjork's most recent albums, Fornicura, which is, of course, about... Um, The breakup of a long marriage and moving through that and that album is specifically about a cycle um also bat for lashes had an album at that time a concept album called the bride these are all very different but they just share these strands of like stories and journeys um and the bride is actually a a fictional story about a woman who um goes to the altar and on the way to the the wedding the the groom-to-be dies in any way but moving through that with kind of the journey of grief so there's all this sort of grief-driven stories going on in albums that I'm listening to Um, and and I really really connected with it and I actually saw him live on that tour he performed at the Hamer Hall in Melbourne Um, and I went by myself because no one I knew at that time was remotely interested but it was so special to me because I had this really intimate connection with the performance on stage just sitting by myself in the chair in the audience actually being thrilled that I was by myself because it felt so private and personal even though there was thousands of other people there. Was mm.
1: this the Carrie and Lau tour? Yes. Sorry? Yeah, I, yep. really, I saw that at the Sydney Opera House and there was this amazing moment where I think Blue Bucket of Gold, which was the last song on the album, yeah. it was like this big instrumental that kind of ends the album it's very atmospheric and intense um, and he kind of just lets all of the emotion wash over him. And there was this disco ball, I don't know if this happened at huh. your show, and it just refracted all of this light. And they just went on for like 10 minutes, just like banging yes, all these drums. Yes. I feel like I completely spaced out yes. into this other world, just thinking about like grief and death and loss and yeah. happiness and love. He's uh, he's an intense man. Mm. Really intense. Yeah.
0: Um, But having gone through all of that and then doing research for this album now for this discussion, what I find really interesting about um, me categorizing this album as a catharsis or you know moving through these emotions is that Suffian's actually gone on record to say that this album is was not cathartic for him and he didn't receive the catharsis that maybe he expected to feel or maybe people like me or journalists are saying was this really cathartic for you and he's like no actually because it's still so complicated
1: like Joanne
0: right that's interesting you need to get over it sweetie she's it's, been dead for you yeah,
2: I mean, <laughs> we joke about that but it's like a really like arresting jarring sad moment right because she's like exercising this demon we're talking about lady gaga's fourth (laughs) studio album
0: which i stand. i love that album i stand. it yeah of course
2: um and she's speaking to her grandma about the death of joanne which is the grandmother's daughter lady gaga's aunt i mean it's not funny but um i don't know why you're laughing (laughs) it's the grandma (laughs) grandma, but the grandma's like i'm over it and joe um joe uh, Lady Gaga. <laughs> she's like, Are you sure? She's like, Are you sure? Because I've literally based an entire fucking album it's on it.
1: Such a, the scene is from Five Foot Two The Doctor. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she plays. Is it the song Joanne? Joanne, which is yeah. a beautiful song. Yeah, and she's like looking at her grandma, waiting for her to cry, and the grandma's just like, I don't. Babe, it was so long ago. Yeah, yeah but um, Gaga has <laughs> since said, like, in reference to making Chromatica, that she really thought Joanne would help her through a lot of things and help her heal her family, mm. and it didn't. Because mm. art actually doesn't fix you, Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, well, it can pose it, more questions it can, than it, it, it answers It can answers sure. sometimes. help you, but creating a beautiful body of work doesn't actually, like or salve you I feel like that's kind of like a misconception about what art can do or art is only valuable if it heals you sometimes oh, it just sure. expresses yeah. things yeah. Mm. and I think it's similar with Sufjan yeah. yeah
0: I think there's certainly cases of art or artists where people have felt healed by their work yeah for sure. but I think we're all of the same understanding that it doesn't it's not um compulsory mm. you know it yeah. doesn't and release me Agnes Healing. You know. <laughs> right. Loreen Euphoria. Yeah, you I've know. been healed by that several times. Alexis Jordan Happiness. Oh, mm, wow. You know? That's like Panadol in an MP3. Uh, like, inject me, baby. I'm a free bitch. <laughs> um, anyway,
2: so, anyway. Sufyan. Uh, so what inter- like you, Drew? Well, it's interesting. Thanks. <laughs> 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 so, I was actually kind of gifted, Sufyan Stevens, by my. Hey, lucky duck. Well, by my second. I have a boyfriend um, whose name was Tom. He doesn't listen to this. Shout out to Tom. Um, except for he's not listening. Anyway, he gave me the <laughs> Illinois album. And from the very beginning, the first song is Chicago. And it it just, like, sent full body shivers down my like, hearing mm-hmm. that, like, dun, dun, and then going into the kind of, like, dun, 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 dun. I was just like, okay, wow, this is, like, so great. And I love it. And, um, and actually, we... One time we were in Brighton, which is the town that I'm sort of near um, when, uh, in my hometown. Um, we went down and we went to an open mic night and he actually performed a Sufjan Stevens song and like dedicated it to me. Oh my gosh. Which is really hot um, at the time. It was um, John Wayne Gacy Jr., uh. <laughs> which is about a serial killer and sex offender.
0: Um, I'm glad you so got out of that relationship.
2: <laughs> at the time I was like, oh my God, he's singing to me. He is singing to me. And now I'm like, filming it on your little right, Sony now Ericsson. I see why that ended in turmoil. <laughs> um, but anyway, Beautiful. so he kind of, that album specifically very much reminds me of that. And I was at university at the time. Um, and then I'd kind of like dipped in and out of Sufjan. But I hadn't, I hadn't listened to this album all the way through until this was presented to us. Mm. So I'm sort of coming into it relatively fresh. Mm. Um, and it was interesting to me because I knew that he'd, since Illinois, um he'd gone down like he's he's tried out loads of different genres. He's done he kind of so much. Flicks, flicks around, but this felt like it was kind of almost like a return to um his earlier, more kind of like um soft, folky kind of um uh energy. Uh and it was it was a real I'm not gonna say a because it's obviously quite a a heavy and um and sad album, but it was it was like um it was. I, I had a weird nostalgia for his voice, I guess. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm super interested to get into the sort of
0: the ins and outs of this one. Mm. Bit of a journey, this album. Yeah. Um, so where do we want to start? We can talk about maybe some of the songs that stand out. There's like several to me we can kind of go through chronologically. Um, what are the big ones that stand out for you, Jared?
1: Um. Probably All of Me Wants All of You, mm-hmm. um, which I also think is the gayest song in the album as mm-hmm. well. Right. Um, John, My Beloved, Drawn to the Blood, No Shade in the Shadow of the Cross. I'm beginning to disname every song yeah. on the album. Um, but it is,
2: it is very much an entire piece. Yes. It's hard to kind of like pick out, oh, that's my like... Favorite because it's it's one of those albums that's like a full kind of like mood.
1: Yeah, I do find with Sufjan with a lot of his albums, I'll only listen to one or two songs mm. from them like regularly. Mm-hmm. But when I start with Carrie and Lau I just go all absolutely. The way. Right.
0: It is that album. I mm-hmm. don't piecemeal this. I'm um, actually found it a bit um, jarring the other day. I just wanted to be immersed in this God, so I just played his like Spotify best of essential Sufjan. And it had um, Carrie and Lowell songs, you know, glittered throughout. And I wasn't vibing. I was like, No, I want this in the sequence that it's been presented to mm. me. And it's not pop this unshuffled, lovey. Um, <laughs> 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 actually, just um, touching back on um, the live performance, the tour that we just discussed. That's actually on um, streaming. I was gonna album. say I saw that there was a live album. Go on, Jared. Yeah. And
1: there's that awful hotline Bling cover mm-hmm. that he does yeah really what was w- that about uh,
2: well he's a good well we stand drake on this podcast we do yes. we do stand drake
0: we just recorded an episode of drake oh really <laughs> interesting <So laughs> yeah we it. yeah that. i mean it was really interesting it was drake, yeah. Yeah. yeah um but yeah don't vibe that no
1: i mean I think that's like the f- it's part of his appeal though. He's a very charming, goofy, like silly man. Mm. In a lot of mm. in a lot of ways, even though he does have this very tender soft boy. Yeah. The world is broken, I'm broken, everybody's broken. Mm.
2: Yeah. He's also a crizzy, right? Yes. Yeah, that's well, this really is a big important.
0: part of it. This is a huge part of the identity piece. I right. Think yes. Actually it's kind of at the core of it in that. The um, yes, like Drew said, it's important to kind of disclaim this that I'm not interested in um speculation for the sake of gossip, but I do think it's pertinent to his discussion on this podcast that mm. um, the discussions that I've read around his sexuality d- don't they can't ignore his intense relationship with his faith? Um, and again, there's nothing on record from the man himself, but the sense that I get is that. Um, his discomfort, perhaps, with publicly acknowledging his sexuality is tied up in um, Christianity. His faith, yeah. Yeah.
1: Potentially, for sure. mm. Yeah. Um, A little... I think, like, what I was kind of hinting at earlier, where I became more intellectually interested in Mm. Sophiaan, came into this whole idea of like the homosociality of mm-hmm. his music which I think to me is very Christian in this very broad way where Sufjan's music is like obsessed with like biblical references mm-hmm. and all these things that I don't care about at all but basically it could be summed up by this Facebook meme page called <laughs> is this Sufjan Stevens song gay or is it about God? I've heard of her I've yeah. Heard right. this yeah. Um, yeah you know like Pronouns aside, like, he often talks about, like, capital H-I-M and then, you know, queer audiences hear a lowercase. I think that the way that he views humanity generally and the way that he talks about his common man is very um. religious and homosocial in a very, like, Walt Whitmany way, mm-hmm. which is... Mm-hmm. I was studying American literature at uni, and um, the reason why all of me once all of you is like one of my highlights is because it sounds like a walt whitman uh poem do you guys know him at all should i just explain him go go for it yeah Um, explain for the children he's an old bearded man from the 18th 19th century um daddy yeah absolutely Uh, he spent most of his life working on one book of poetry that he kept re-releasing over and over again and just expanding outwards and outwards. You will enjoy this eventually. (laughs) Just forcing it down people's throats. It's called Leaves of Grass. um, And basically the whole thesis statement behind it was creating this idea of a unified lyrical America. So he really believed in democracy and the equality of all people. Maybe not all people because it was the 19th century, but all people to a certain extent. Um, and it's a really homoerotic text as well mm. and very homosocial. And homosocial differs from homoerotic. It's it's
0: it's important to differentiate that homosocial, homosocial is actually the opposite of eroticism, isn't it? It's yeah. about the love of man for man without any sexual element. Right. right? Yes.
1: But there are scenes in the epic where he talks about like twenty-seven nude men bathing For together, God's sake. just okay. dudes being dudes. Yeah, you know? <laughs> boys wank. will be boys. Well, they will yeah. be. Yeah. Um, and you know the <laughs> the poem begins with uh, a line about how every atom that belongs to me belongs to you, oh, and that's right. very similar. And when I saw Sufjan Stevens, he actually quoted. Um, from Leaves of Grass but wow. misattributed it oh. to William Blake and I said no Sufian, you're a fucking idiot student oh. in the audience excuse, excuse me. me excuse me, me later <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's interesting about that
2: Jared is that like all of me once all of you the Walt Whitman um, quote that you just gave is not a million miles away from the um, conceit of call me by your name no it's not at all and Sufian, as yeah. we may or may not know um, contributed to that soundtrack
1: yes well Luca Gorgonino God, I'm going to butcher that. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, But the director of Call Me By Your Name uh, specifically sought out Sufjan and wanted him to feature in the film, actually. Right. um, And write original songs for it because he thought he suited the tone of the film so much. Which he does because all of the ideas of desire and wanting to become somebody and seeing yourself in them, uh, what Sufjan writes about a lot and what he writes about in Carrie and Lau but unfortunately it's often in reference to his mother mm. um, and to retracing her destructive steps yeah. mm. in her life.
0: Yeah, there's a lot going on here. Um, <laughs> I have a complicated relationship with Kumi By Your Name. Mm. Um, I remember seeing it in the cinema and loving it for all of the reasons that many people love it for. It was just so beautiful and evocative and emotional. And after I left the cinema and kept going back to think about it, I felt like I'd kind of... Um, been mugged off in the sense that I actually am not entirely against um, actors um, playing the part of um, someone of a different orientation or background in life. It's a very complicated topic. Shout out to my Scarlett Johansson. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, that was fucked. What I'm saying is I don't have an issue with two straight men playing two queer men in Come By Your Name. Right. Entirely. It's complicated. Okay. However, the film itself to me is um, like emotional porn produced to um, gratify gay men who are desperate to see um, this level of fairy tale romance depicted that is all just um, beautiful visuals and incredible music. Um, you know, the, the Italian pop, uh, the, the holiday that we never had, that we always wanted to have. Mm. And um, there's actually nothing wrong with that. You know, film can be very much fantasy and escapism, but um, I, maybe I was looking for something that was never promised to me in that I wanted to see elements of queer life that I knew actually reflected and none of that film reflects accuracy or authenticity to me it sounds like someone's um romance wank basically Mm. committed to film again neither here nor there definitely not a bad thing but um when i hear people talk about it as this you know beautiful gay love story i'm always a bit like but is it because it to me it's two straight men directed by a straight man performing this like Really? Oh, sorry. Take that gay. back. <laughs> <laughs> I can edit that out He's, <laughs> he's super gay okay, Suspiria, fine. so gay Okay, alright, alright Okay, I'll retract that bit a bit But you, you've got the gist I don't need to crap on about that anymore mm. Anyway, my favourite thing to ever come out of Call Me By Your Name Are the three songs that Sufjan has associated with the film So, stand those what, what do you two think about the film?
2: It really made me want to eat humans mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, not making light of that <laughs> um Would never. Yeah. Um, shout out to Army. Um Do you know the gag of true e, True Hollywood gags? Not seen mm-hmm. it. I've seen half of it. Okay. Oh. Um, which half?
0: <laughs> That's actually important.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. Um, the first half. Um so I actually I, I need to I um, I know the, the Sufjan songs, but I need to um, Need to finish it. All it's right. currently on pause. Okay, but I feel like I can't. That's a really interesting um, perspective that you have, Andy, and one that I can't, in good faith, fully like um, bat back and forth with because I haven't fully been across. That's fine because the piece. by default that means I'm right. Yeah, there you go. There's no one to debate me. Wait, <laughs> 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 it's an interesting. Like, I think that it's in. I started watching it two years ago and I haven't gone back. I think maybe because I'm like. I, I know it I culturally know what goes on here and I don't necessarily feel like I have to like I'm not particularly drawn to like watching it because it doesn't as you say feel fully authentic to me mm. but I can't really have an opinion because I haven't seen it Jad, what's your, your um,
1: um I loved it but I also you're a romance banker Yes. I mean, clearly, <laughs> I just quoted Walt Whitman on the podcast. That was beautiful. Um, deep, deep, uh, deep friend of the pod, Walt. Walt. <laughs> Shout out to my Whitman. Um, I loved it, but I will say, and then following on with the pretentiousness, I saw it before there was a lot of buzz about it. Right. Um, there was still a lot of buzz, but I saw it at Sydney Film Festival and I only went mostly because of the Sufjan thing mm-hmm. a little bit because of Luca and mostly because one of my friends read the book and was like I love this book that it's based off which mm-hmm. is by a straight author mm-hmm. and I do not like Andre Asman. Andre oh, Asiman no. retire bitch terrible writer terrible the Ooh. sequel terrible the writer. sequel was shite yes, yes so bad the, the, the
2: Assmans are going to come for you yeah, yeah. that's fine <laughs> they, they can fucking come for me yeah. um, I've got <laughs> you back yeah
1: <laughs> I mean I think a lot of your criticism seems (laughs) like, (laughs) I think a lot of your criticism sounds like criticism in regards to the way that the film has been upheld and talked about where I don't think the film is trying to be representational of all things. And it is very much a upper class, like European getaway fantasy Mm. about this like very intellectual, um, you know, world where 17-year-olds know Bach and they can like speak three languages and it's really romantic and it's fun and it's like lovely to lose yourself in that like summer sinewy kind of like stickiness of the film but at the same time like whatever there are other movies yeah Mm. (laughs) yeah absolutely
0: and I'm at that place now where it's completely fine to go into that film and seek that beautiful fantastical escapism And I think you've nailed it where maybe my resentment comes from other people's relationship with the film where people are like, oh my God, look how hot that is. That's real life. It's like, it's not Interesting. Because you're actually both saying that it's not representational.
2: But a lot of um, straight women Mm. have told, have gushed to me about how much they love that film. Yes. And I wonder if it's that thing of like, do you watch that and think that that's what being gay is like? Correct.
0: Yes. I mean, the film is set during, you know, the early years of the AIDS yeah. epidemic. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's, it's like, AIDS oh, experiment. my dad's hot assistant turned up to fuck me. Anyway. <laughs> 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 Do you, the, have you been reading my journal again? <laughs> <laughs> um, the music is beautiful. Now for some more music. Yeah. yeah, Visions of Gideon, Mystery of Love, and the third one futile devices which is the opening
1: track from age of odds right redone yes
0: and the three of them together are just this magical trilogy of actually all of the emotions that we've just talked about that Mm. the film gives you so
1: yearning and pining and nostalgic and sad yeah yeah and i think futile devices is my all-time favorite song by him right it only goes like two minutes as Mm. well and it's just like kind of like a little guitar plotty thing. Mm. Um, but it just describes this really domestic scene that I think is very romantic and appeals to me mentally a lot um, of just like hanging out with a lover and thinking of them as a brother, even though that may sound dumb. And it does sound dumb, but I totally no, get it. It's also, like that, yeah. it's that, I again, it's that like homosocial, homoerotic combination. Mm-hmm. that roads lead to waltz Exactly. And it's very Call Me By Your Name. Like, you know, you want to meld into that one person but the Mm. impossibility of life is that we can't do that Mm. because that would be an army hammer situation which is why (laughs) that works so well on a meta level for that text because like in the book they literally eat each other's shit what yeah in the book they eat each other's shit
0: that's not Remotely attractive. Well, I mean, so come is, on, don't be yeah. prudes. <laughs> come on. How <laughs> oh, was it presented? <laughs> was it baked into a cake? Oh my god, what no.
1: No, they kind of like strain it and they just I they hope... go for it. Right. The books are not good. Andre Asman retire beer. Yeah, right.
0: I am
2: truly gagged. gagged. And that yeah. is what straight 15 year old girls read and think that's queer mm. life. And it's only
0: some of it, guys. Yeah, it's just a small portion. Um, I welled up a little bit today and driving here, um, listening to um, Should Have Known Better, which starts out, and the bulk of that song is very, very sad. It's the second song on the album, very moving. Um, t- to me, I take from that, like, regret, loss... Um, Wishing that you'd said things to people that you can now never say to them, mm-hmm. but there's it, there's a particularly line there's a particular line at the end um, towards the song where the the music kind of lifts with hope, and um, yeah, it, it it is hope. There's no better word for it than that. Um, so I'm just getting the lyric up now, and um, he goes, "My brother had a daughter, the beauty that she brings, illumination, illumination, and it fades out to illumination, and it's again, I guess, it goes back to." why I even approached this album, that I just love something which starts one way and finishes another. Mm. And it was really beautiful that even already on track two of this album, he's hinting that um, there is already parts of his life which are light in all of the darkness. Right. Yeah. It's interesting that, um,
2: so we, we discussed um, recently Perfume Genius mm. and the fact that um, a lot of the songs on um, the album that we, that we
0: discussed, Discussed which was uh, set my heart on fire immediately.
1: <laughs> um,
0: Do you know immediately? Actually, isn't all caps, we just decided that it really? was, yeah.
1: On the remix album, I
0: think.
2: Oh, it is. isn't the remix just immediately? Immediately remixes yeah. immediately. that's great, yes. yes. Yeah. Um, but we we spoke a lot about um, in the um, perfume genius episode the fact that the songs will kind of exist and then there'll be this, just these lovely, long, drawn out outros. Yeah. And that's the case with a few songs on um Lowell, um, such as um, Drawn to the Blood. Yeah. Um, and and um, my Blue Bucket of Gold as well, I think the final track on the album mm. is very that. And it's kind of, um, there's something about Sufjan, which is like, I want to say galactic. Like, he's very kind of... One of the themes that runs through his music... I mean, I know that there was that, like, Planetarium album, which is, like, Mm. specifically that, but um, a lot of his music just reminds me of, like, the vast emptiness and um, and everythingness of space mm. um, and I think that those outros really kind of like speak to that, I'm looking at this beautiful sort of galactic pattern now
0: um, If you want to hear the description of this artwork behind us, check out the Florence episode, because <laughs> we're not going through it again <laughs> <laughs> um, Or we yeah. could ask each guest what they think yeah, of it uh, <laughs> I don't know, I don't <laughs> want, I'm not doing that <laughs> but, um, but. Sorry to guess no that one <laughs>
1: Yeah, no neither Um <laughs>
2: But yeah, there's there's something there's like I think that the natural world um, and the sort of the the unknown vastness of space really kind of plays into a lot of the themes that Sufjan, like uh, mm. oscillates around, I guess. And mm. I think that you you just talking about the end of the the second track on the album, which is No Matter, it's just like it's very kind of like that to me, and I really mm. love it. And shout out to that Planetarium album, specifically
0: the song Mercury, mm. which is just. So stunning. Is it angry? I always think of Mercury as an angry planet.
2: No, it's like um.
0: Like the Mercury is rising. Yeah.
2: Mm. The temperatures rising.
0: Yeah. You know, Jupiter ascending.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, no, check it out. It's really beautiful. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's my that's my TED talk on um, Sophia's relationship with space.
1: I was just imagining a mashup of Venus with Venus. <gasps> do think- What? What
2: is with Gaga and Sifian?
0: Come on. No, it's just you two just trying to ram her in. <laughs> <laughs> is there, is there. Is
2: there. Is there an immaculate section with I couldn't oh, complicated
0: Sufjan. relationship with um, Catholicism, faith and parents. There you go. You probably didn't get this from Florence, but each episode I try to ram in a connection to Madonna yes sometimes they're easier than others this
1: one works yeah faith and sexuality yeah Yeah. i mean that's what the whole world is about yeah yeah
2: Yeah, so Mm -hmm. Mm. maybe not (laughs) as as close uh immaculate (laughs) section
0: (laughs) (laughs) there's actually a quote um that i wrote down when we were just briefly talking about the faith thing earlier um from i can't pronounce this person's name it's a track from the illinois album Casimir That's my Pulaski favorite that is my favorite Day. yeah
2: that is my favorite Sophie and Stevens song Got it Kasimir interesting So the well, lyric goes mm.
0: I, I think I was just looking for what is the closest documented lyric that we have where Sophia might reference the connection between his faith and his sexuality and he says here The glory that the Lord the glory that the Lord has made and the complications I could do without when I kissed you on the mouth I but, don't read that any other way apart from like feeling guilty about loving who you love, and it's because of God. Yeah.
2: um, I think that song is specifically about, is it his childhood friend that died of cancer?
1: Yes, yeah, you're right.
2: Um, Who was, I think, female. But, but,
1: look. But later on, there's Predator Palisades, Wasps, this song with like 23 words in it. I yeah. don't remember what it is. And that one is like very distinctly gay and about kissing uh-huh. a boy at summer camp. Right. And it's like, We were so young. Do I have Some kind of thing. Oh, he's just yelling like, We were in love. We were in love <laughs> again and again. And there's like these trilling bells. So I think like, yeah, there's definitely a lot of like homoerotic things in his past in terms of people yeah. mm-hmm.
0: I guess it is that we, we kind of hit a dead end when the artist has chosen not to speak about this themselves so
1: I mean yes like I I honestly have no interest whether Sophie John Stevens is gay or not right. because he's yeah. not going to sleep with me so Mm. I don't... Well, well, fingers crossed. Yeah, I don't... Look, I... (laughs) Look, what uh, uh, Anything can happen in this life. Anything can happen. Um, But in terms of, like, my material life and my relationship to the music is actually irrelevant because I think the way that he describes relationships and the way that they're codified with shame and regret and longing and desire, they're all very, like universal queer experiences Mm, and there are a lot of ins in terms of like pronouns and the capital h-i-m hymn thing and songs like to be alone with you from 2004 which is like he sings about jesus pretty explicitly where it's like you left a uh wife and a family like you took off all of your clothes like to do this, to be alone with me. And he's singing about God, but like, is he, you know, you mm. can interpret it in so many ways. And I think that ambiguity kind of like that galaxy brainness of it. That's a bad way to word it. But that like galactical element mm-hmm. is so open. And like, he always ends his Tumblr posts with like, the world is illuminated or something ridiculous mm. like that. Like something really twee. That's very
0: Bjork ending it with Warmth. Buick, but I stand that because I feel that warmth through Tumblr.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel it with Sofjan. Yeah, um, and I think that he pulls it off really earnestly because yeah. he just like has been doing it for so long, for yeah. like twenty years now.
0: He's a big Tumblr head, isn't he? Mm. Just going back to this album specifically, I guess the only other thing I wanted to talk about was, um, I guess, the looming shadow over the entire album of the relationship with his mother. Yeah, I feel like I can quite confidently say I do not have a complicated relationship with my mother. Shout out to you, mum. Shout out to Trish. Love your gal. <laughs> that feels <laughs> weird. Um, but I know a lot of people do, and I know a lot of queer people do as well. Yes. Um, interesting. Yeah. And um, the complication. So on one layer, you've got someone grieving for the loss of their parent. The next layer is someone grieving for someone who they had a very complicated relationship with when they were alive. And obviously many things were left unsaid and it seems like um, there's the grief, the longing of loss, but there's also maybe still things that he's perhaps resentful for. Mm. And um, well, of course, from what the little that we know about his life, that would make sense. But it's just such a complicated, layered topic that... um, Yeah, it's almost a miracle that we have some songs which kind of articulate those emotions so well. Um, There was a follow-up to this album. There was the mixtape where he included, like, demos of these songs that he'd recorded on an iPhone. Yeah. When he was kind of, like, maybe, like, in the hometown of his mum when Mm. she was
1: either passing or had passed. Is that true?
0: Yeah. Um, So very raw. Very raw. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which, but the album is so raw. Like, his vocals, I think... You know, Sufjan has this immaculate voice, Mm. um, and seeing him live as well, like, but he was really straining to hit the notes. And I remember there was a review of it in the monthly at the time, and I still think about it because I disagree with it so much. We're talking about how. So now you know how the Swifties felt. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Where they were talking about how his voice was like way too strained, and it's really beautiful on the album because of that quality, and it seems like he's like grasping towards something. But live, like, he just couldn't hit those high notes that he has. Right. And personally, I thought that was, like, all the more potent because, like, yes, he does sound very different live now. Now that he's, like, well, he was 40 when this came out. He's 45, 46 now. Yeah. But, like, he simply can't hit the high notes that he used to be able to. Shout out to your girl Madge. (laughs) I can edit any name I want. (laughs) Shout out to your girl. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) BB Rexa. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's always Rita Ora. It's, it's
0: always, always Rita Ora. Ora yeah. I'm
1: so sad that she left. Are you? Yeah. I feel relieved. I didn't even get to meet her.
0: Phew. <laughs> no. Um,
2: anyway, no. That's that's a, yeah. That's a really interesting point. Mm. Um, and I think that that's like it's kind of an on an artist's ongoing relationship with their back catalogue is always going to be a sort of um, an interesting one because. As we've mentioned this is like a concept album so in like future performances i'm sure he's performed like a few songs yeah right in and of themselves and it's like that's just such a different experience
0: like this whole kind of um this like narrative that the album proposed, proposed. it's really interesting actually because the bjork album volna when um Burek released the follow-up to it utopia and when she toured the album that was my main thing i was like how is she going to insert songs from her second most recent album so obviously she's going to perform some of them but they jar they'll just jar when they're out of context but that album utopia is almost like a sequel to Vornicura, where it kind right. of continues the journey mm. of um healing and kind of catharsis so yeah i mean it's it's complicated one. but so in that way it actually did make sense to still include those songs in the set list because it was still following through that journey yes but yeah. it is an interesting point how um how people would um reframe things um, indeed. After the after the fact, mm. um,
2: are there any other like key hitters songs that you want to discuss? Hmm. AOB Re
0: Sufyan. Fourth of July. Fourth, Fourth of, of July, July. It's special. Fourth of July is a special song. Yes.
1: Definitely. I mean, I think. Um, yeah. So Fourth of July. Um, I didn't know this until writing that article that you mentioned earlier. But that is a conversation that he had with his mum on her deathbed where she was like dying. Um, she was dying.
0: <laughs> oh my God, I'm
1: dying. <laughs> she was dying. Um, and they kind of only had, you know, a few days to deal with everything. And it's yeah. just like calm washed over her and this acceptance and this like, he described it as this like transcendent love between them and this eternal forgiveness. And she kept repeating, like, we're all going to die. Like, you know, and it's my time to die. And it's so sad. And he just repeats that over and over and over again um, in that track. And it's it's so awful, especially when you then look at some of the rest of it, where he's, you know, he's shooting up heroin. He's self-harming. He's doing these... Awful Things, He's drinking Mm. a lot. Mm. It's, like, all very codified, but it is on the album. Mm. Um, There's this lyric in, I think, No Shade of the Shadow of the Cross. Mm. I could be wrong, but he's like, there's blood on this blade. Fuck me, I'm falling apart. Mm. And, like, his voice completely cracks in this realization. It's a great performance, but he's, like, realizing that he's self-harming and that it was this way to get closer to his mother. And, like, without revealing too much, like, that's something that I really... Identified with mm. and thought was just like so tragic like this need to be closer to people means that you have to put yourself through suffering mm. to feel what they feel um yeah really really awful mm. and just like very intense stuff mm-hmm. um but very beautiful and yeah his next album which just came out last year um he's like not very optimistic Mm. either Um, it's a lot more popular, it's a lot more Cynthia shout out to Video Games yeah Video Games is a Mm. wonderful pop song Mm. Um, but yeah he described in an interview with Guardian how this kind of like uh (laughs) du sens I suppose um this like eagerness for life has really receded from him in recent years and there's a lot of that like that folkiness and that like fun banjo tweeness and that 50 states project idea of Sufjan where he's really interested in people and ideas and like stories is kind of fading and he's really resentful and hardened and I think it's like his music now is him grappling with that reality and that feeling while still trying to hold on to that like universal love that he felt in those moments with his mom and those moments in his music and for me it all goes back to impossible soul the last song on the age of odds where he talks about um it's like this transcendent like galaxy spanning 25 minute song where the genre changes so many times and it ends with like auto-tune, ridiculous thing, and it's so euphoric at the end. He's like, boy, we can be so much more together. And I think his music like holds on to that optimism, even when it's really fucking hard. Beautiful.
2: What was the thing with the 50 States thing? Did he just, <laughs> did he say <just, laughs> so that was never gonna happen? <laughs> it was yeah, a on. gimmick. Yes. It was a gimmick. It just annoyed. like, as a Virgo who likes things to be, like, collections to be complete, it's like, you've got Michigan, you've got Illinois, and then, like, what, nothing? Was yeah. it just two that he did? He just did two.
1: Though you could argue that Carrie and Lau is the Oregon. Right. Oregon? Oregon. Oregon. <laughs> it's the Oracle. Um, Oregano. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, the only other um, shout-out that I
2: had was a instrumental song from the Michigan album called Redfoot. Um, I just think it's, like, it's so simple. I'm just such a, like, stand of simplicity. And it's just, yeah, really, really lovely and simple and beautiful. So I definitely recommend that one. Do you guys have any other shout-outs, any other things on Sifian that you need to get off your chest? Um,
0: when I saw him live on that said concert, I because I didn't know really much of his older stuff, I'd never heard this song before. Um, the Dress Looks Nice On You <sighs> was performed, I think the live version that I saw was vastly superior to the studio version. It was electric. It sent shivers down my spine and just... I just felt so alive. I have no idea what that song's about, apart from a dress looking nice on someone.
1: On a man, because gay. Uh, of
0: course. <laughs> um, incredible. That's one of my other faves from uh, this very early track.
1: Oh, there's just so many. I mean, I think, like, so many on... Illinois. I think Palisades Wasp blah blah blah, they're out to get us. It's so long the title I've never memorized it. <laughs> um, Palisades Wasps, blah blah blah, they're out it. to get us. It's just it's very me. It's so beautiful. Um and I think if you want the gayest song, I think that's his gayest song.
2: Okay. Yeah. They're all I mean, from the conversation we've had, again, I need to make pains in saying we are not in the um business of outing people, but like the evidence is just really fucking there, right?
1: <laughs> well, he also released, like, a Pride He did! Song, like, two yeah, years ago. Yeah. And he just said nothing. And look, we... Who are we yeah, to... So yeah, so many people do. I mean, like, Rita Ora jumped on it. Then she had the threesome with Tessa Thompson and Taika YTD. so... So fine. Good on her. Yeah. But, like, you know, I think... I think he is an artist who just does not comment on his personal life, and I don't think we're ever going to get those reveals and I don't think it's necessary. But that's, that's the
2: thing that's crazy to me because he does. Like, this album is yeah. all about his personal life. It's so deeply, like, painfully personal and yet he doesn't acknowledge...
0: Yeah, I guess there's, a, there's there's many artists out there who are like, if you want to know anything about me, the music's there, but I'm not going to talk about it. Yeah, fair and enough. Maybe that's just the way it is. And I'm, you know, it's everyone's, everyone's on their own journey. Um... Mm you have, you're clearly a massive music fan Jared and it's been great to have you here we love other queer people who froth music as much as we do um, I noticed that you'd also written an album about Sophie's Essential Tracks yes uh, article so what did I say? Albums. Album. <laughs>
2: I noticed that you've written an album. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to us more about I your album. I can't even be fucked to say that again and edit
0: it out. Like, yeah, you heard whatever I said. What I, said. I was just going to gloss past it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I you, man. Yeah. Um, um, I yeah. Did that yeah. was
1: like the day that she passed, I think. Um, I was just working. Was you time. were doing it anyway? No. No, oh, I no. just wrote it up in a day. Right? Yeah, right. I mean, she's a transcendent, so important, amazing revolutionary always yeah. oh, never before done yeah. club club another club <laughs> artist yeah. um somebody who's yeah ah I don't know. Read my words and now I don't. I can't say. That's it. also a cover. whole other. That's a whole. other Yeah, that's I something that you yeah. definitely need. No, no, do. it really
0: is. But um, when we last put a call out to our listeners for who we should cover, quite a few people said Sophie. Yeah, and mm. I think we're just looking for the right voice, the right guest to come on and kind mm. of Agreed. give us the so Sophie School. Yeah, yeah,
1: I mean, it's so hard to sum it up. I mm. think just so ethereal in the way that their music, like, escapes. Genre and mm. gender, and like mm. exists in so many ambiguities. Oh, uh, mm. just amazing! And just, yeah, we'll feel and hear that importance for decades to come,
0: absolutely. But we'll always have bitch on Madonna,
1: yes, <laughs> <laughs> and there. Is your immaculate section, or that no, for Sophie? Yeah.
2: Um, Jared, where can people find you? Shout out yourself. Um,
1: you can find me at Cafe Fritas being a hot waiter, <laughs> um, three days a week. Otherwise, online, you can find me at Jourjims, um, gyms <laughs> You J-M-S. need to spell that for them tits <laughs> <laughs>
0: We can also find you writing the Durdu Rue caps. Yes,
1: and also six in Canada and UK. Espania. three. Espania? And... No, no. Why? I you've
0: transitioned over to España
1: I can't because. Come on. Oh, it's so good I mean like I love it I just I don't want to recap two seasons at one time no, I've done that fine. before and Fair it's exhausting but also fine. I miss everything on Espana because I don't speak Spanish and well, so I feel like I'm enjoying it but like I wouldn't want to recap it because it would just be like and then this queen said something
0: yeah that's actually really true um, and cultural references aside I personally feel like while I feel like uh, Duradu has improved and they're finding their feet more I feel like I'm getting from a Spania, a lot of the things that I was missing from Australia, sadly, I feel like that. And kind it's of okay that, zh- that you don't get those references. It's okay that yeah, you don't Yeah, I'm not missing them cause because I'm getting, like, the warmth and, and the... Spanish drag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but Yeah, anyway, it's
1: really yeah. fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Drag race. <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> so many feelings. Yeah, it's a lot. Season two. It'll be great. Of... If... Down Under Oh right yeah. I
0: thought you were on about US, UK uh, Canada coming soon There's just a lot to handle There's a lot We've, I was thinking that a Drag Race has been a part of my life now for over a decade Yeah
1: Yeah
0: Well it'd be th- Oh sorry No yeah. maybe just I uh, I started watching with four or five so I'm coming up to maybe my decade Yeah, yeah. Up To your
1: ten years Yeah, yeah. Big one Yeah do an episode on Drag Race music? We've actually, we actually done
0: one on RuPaul. Oh really? Yeah. We were kind of trying to find the feet of our concept so we stuck quite closely to the the album of RuPaul's that we were discussing. And we, we, we couldn't not talk about Drag Race, but it wasn't a Drag Race dedicated episode. I, for a, for a while now, I've wanted to
2: do a Trixie episode. Mm. Um, because of all of the Drag Race alumni, alumnus. I find her music to be the the music that resonates with me most from uh, as like um like a, as art as kind of like Simone. <laughs> oh, <so. laughs> Why
1: don't you bring her back? <laughs> um, um anyway, um have you heard Miss Fame's album? Though? No. <laughs> well, I've never heard
0: that sentence before.
1: <laughs> Is
2: do you do you stand?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, great. Well, we have a Miss Fame stand in the yeah, house. Uh, Paging Miss Fame stands. <laughs> <laughs> she can't hear you. She's in Paris. She's right in now. Oh yeah, she's in like living in Switzerland, Switzerland. Yeah, naked
1: by the lake. <laughs> um <laughs> Pearl's producer album. Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah. There these these are songs that exist. Yeah, they are songs that exist. I tell you
0: what, apart from RuPaul, who I listen to a lot. My artist, my artist of the decade was RuPaul. <laughs> yeah, <Spotify>. actually, <laughs> I will defend RuPaul's music. Um, Sharon Needles was the first person who I was yeah. like, "Oh, people, you can actually do something outside of drag." Yeah. Um, see me on the Ouija board. Yeah. me on the. Call me on the. Call me on the Ouija
2: board. Jared, thank you so much for coming in. This has been a really. Interesting episode, one unlike I think we've ever had before. It's been very, like, emotional, I would say somewhat heavy, but a very important conversation for us to have, I think. And as we've said, we've had Sufyan on our radar for a really long time, and I'm so glad that you were able to join us and kind of take us through the, the galaxy that is um, SS. <laughs> <laughs> but not the... No, no, yeah.
1: I don't like that. No, SS not SS SS. a good one. It's Why? What's that? Not that.
0: Did you do GCSE history, Dolly? (laughs) What have I missed? Let's just move on really quickly.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I'll just fucking. I'm
0: not not putting a Nazi reference in, (laughs) so I'll just. Funny. (laughs) Um, I'm starving. I want some kind of barn me situation. You want to barn me? Yeah. I want to barn you. Um, (laughs) If you uh,
2: enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, like, subscribe, follow.
1: Club, another club. Club, another club.
2: Never before done. (laughs) Shit on it. (laughs) <laughs> Throw it up, eat that shit. Um, if you'd like to follow us, you can. We're at Oral Fixation Podcast. If you'd like to follow me, you can. I'm at With Audrey Respect. Jared, if you'd like to follow me, you can. I'm at With Audrey yeah, Respect. I'll, um, I'll see what I can do. Yeah, have, have a think. If you'd like to follow Andy, you can. Um, you can. It's at Andrew. Do you think you are? Um, we have a website. Iconically, it's Oral Fixation podcast.com We have an email address. Iconically, it's Oral Fixation Podcast at gmail.com. We have a Twitter. We have it's at Oral Pod, which is queer. queer. Um, we have Facebook and um, we'll make a playlist which is going to be um, sad sad, depressing and lovely all at the same time um, let's go get you a banh me and let's bask in the sunshine mm. of the day mm. um, thanks again Jared thank you fade out fade out. Uh, out, out. Out, out. out visions of Gideon. visions of
1: Gideon.